Content in this episode contains information and discussion of anti-Semitism, Holocaust, Nazis, violence, violence against LGBT people and death, which some listeners may find triggering. Please do not keep listening if you feel these subjects may cause distress. You're listening to Why Would You Go There? I'm Hannah. And I'm Sophie. And in this episode, we'll be focusing on Auschwitz and tourism there. May 1940, eight months after World War II began. Thousands of innocent people arrived at Auschwitz on cramped trains, where not everybody made it off the train. Before you get through the gate, you are sent right if you are deemed fit to work, and sent left if you are a woman, child, elderly or pregnant. Or if you were deemed unfit for labour, you would be executed. When you get through the gate, you are deloused, reclothed, your head is shaved, you're given a prisoner number tattoo and you'll be assigned a badge depending on the categorisation. For example, you'll be given a green triangle if you're a criminal and a pink triangle if you're gay. Skip forward a few months in 1941. In September, the first gassing of Auschwitz happened using Cyclone B. Cyclone B is a cyanide-based pesticide which the Nazis started using as a quicker form of poison on the prisoners. After the invasion of the Soviet Union, mobile killing squads would follow behind to kill mass numbers of Jewish people. They soon decided shooting was costly, slow and took too high of a mental toll on the victims. They changed their method to gas vans using exhaust fumes filled with carbon monoxide, which took about an hour. This is when they experimented with Zyklon B. 600 Soviet prisoners and 250 Polish prisoners were shoved into the basement of Block 11 at Auschwitz and brutally poisoned to death within minutes, thus the name The Death Block. Two years later, since the camp opened in August 1942, a women's camp was established, where 13,000 women were transferred. Compared to the men's camp where they wanted labourers, this camp was more of a prison. The conditions were incredibly poor, which resulted in many deaths. In October, when men were sent over to build an infirmary, their first task was to identify which women were actually alive. The conditions were that poor. By October 1943, the camp held 32,066 women. Taking a giant leap forward into 1944, planes start to fly overhead of the camp, taking aerial shots and discovering chambers. In November, the head of the SS issued an order to destroy the gas chambers at Auschwitz-Birkenau. As the Russians closed in on them, they got completely destroyed using dynamite, but the ruins still remain. After destroying as much evidence as possible, on the 27th of January 1945, the camp was liberated. The Soviet Union Red Army arrived at the camp at 3.30pm and found 7,500 prisoners alive and over 600 corpses. Over the five years the camp existed, 1.3 million people were sent there, but only 200,000 people survived. Two years later, the grounds were turned into a memorial site and museum. 
It became a regular destination for school and work groups from Poland for compulsory education. The fall of communism and the Iron Curtain means it was open for Western visitors. So Hannah, since we're allowed to go, would you? Um, no. Like, I'm interested in learning what happened there, but I think I would find it rather overwhelming walking around after knowing what did go on. But I did do a Auschwitz virtual tour, which is available online. So there are 200 panoramic photographs of the sites and buildings, artwork from prisoners and many more, and it allows you to walk around the grounds and into the buildings. I still found it like rather real because it's like looking at the images, trying to imagine what exactly happened there. But even if I felt like I could go there after looking at the images, the guided tours there are too long for me. Like, the most, six hours long, or even two days. So, whilst I might find them long, you'd want to go, Sophie. So, would you still go? Yeah, I would I would really, really love to go. Um, I mean, I get what you mean in terms of, like, the guided tour and stuff but I'm just not really a fan personally I'd much prefer to just walk around myself and you know I, I really want to feel the atmosphere for myself and see if it's really as deathly feeling as they say you know that they say there's such a crazy atmosphere there that like birds don't even fly over and stuff like that which like I want to feel that that is gonna give you like the atmosphere right there definitely like imagine going to this massive like it's pretty wide open isn't it yeah and there's just nothing it's like surrounded by trees and there's just no wildlife and I want to say when you see the pictures like obviously when people go there but there's not there's no one in it like the rooms are empty Mm -hmm. I mean I think the virtual tour that you brought up, it's really interesting and it is really, really good for people like you who don't want to actually be there in person. Um, But yeah, like I say, I think visiting in person and feeling it all is just part of the attraction for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So you would go? I would. I would. Would you, if you were to do the tour, would you do the two-day tour? I mean, that's heavy, isn't it? Because two days, that's like, that's a long, long time. Yeah. For a tour, of all things. Oh, I know. It's like, I've, like, six hours, that's just one day, but Mm -hmm. that's long, like. It is. I feel like I would, like, just get through the six-hour tour. Yeah. I think two days is a little bit. It's it. It's just straight up exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's like you'll see everything, but like, I mean, if I was by doing the virtual tour, I can actually just I can see everything, mm-hmm. and I can just do that like the side of my living room. But like at the same time, guided tours, you actually get the information. So, but I would rather just walk. If I was to go, I'd rather just walk around Mm -hmm. but that's it like uh the whole thing about guided tours for me um I think I'm much more of a free roam person yeah so like just let me in walk around let let me find it for myself sort of thing 
Um, I think I can get quite irritable when it comes to actual guided tours. Like, they're interesting, don't get me wrong, and I'm not putting them down or anything, but just personally, like, you'd think I had, like, ADHD or something, (laughs) but I don't. Like... I think it's just actually getting there with someone and they're taking me around and telling me all this information. Yeah, okay, I do like to know it all. Yeah. I really do, but I would probably prefer to just have it, like, I I go in, I walk around, and there's, like, signs in front of everything that has information that you want to read, you know? Yeah, I get that. But still not putting it down like I, I do I do still want to go yeah I'm not putting it down at go. all <laughs> like guide your tour on that you want to go mm, absolutely again it's more so just a feeling for me yeah but it's like I find it far too real it's mm-hmm. like I can learn about it in school mm-hmm. I can watch the films I'll cry at the films I mean yeah they, they hit really hard don't they they do because it's like um one film called Life is Beautiful is described as a comedy. I don't see it as a comedy. Cause it's what bits like, are meant to be comedic? Because I've actually never seen the film. Well, it's like... So it's a father and son that are in there. Mm-hmm. But the son's quite young. Right. So the dad's trying to He's make like trying it to look banter it a game. Up. Yeah. But it's like... We as the viewers, though, we know what is happening. Yeah. So it's it kind of takes away the comedic aspect. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, they can describe it like if it fits the genre from mm-hmm. the way they're trying to make it look like to the child. Mm-hmm. But it's not funny, and it's like one of the saddest films. Yeah, but I feel like anything about Auschwitz is gonna. I mean, yeah, be upsetting. <laughs> yeah, you can never make it a light subject. No. Um, I've seen the film Escape from Sobibor. No, and, I haven't um, seen that. Fair enough, that wasn't Auschwitz, but, you know, it's essentially the same thing. And, it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, you do see some of them escape at the end, which is, yeah. like, amazing, because you go all the way through... Look at us, we've turned into a film podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all factual. <laughs> it's, all about the, it's all about the fact. It's all about what we're talking about. Yeah, um, so you watch that film. And all the way through, obviously, it's just showing showing you like the raw, like what was happening, you yeah. know. And they they really show you like um, the acting in it is brilliant. It really, it? I, I, it honestly seems like more of a documentary. It's crazy. And the, I remember, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do remember this one bit where um, I think one of the women has a baby with her. Oh, oh. In the um little like bunker type things that we're living in and you know how cramped they were to begin with and um i think i think i saw i think the soldiers are going around to do like their um their checks or something like that i I can't really remember but um it's a horrible scene because he like hears the baby and he's like oh Oh, no you know and um yeah he goes in and um i think he like takes the woman or something and they um execute her i believe yeah um and the baby's just like left there i I think it's a gunshot you hear like i say it's really it's really hazy because it was a long time ago i watched this it was in high school um but i'm pretty sure it's like a gunshot you hear and then the baby is just like crying crying and then they're like they're like shut up shut up to the baby and stuff yeah and it's like 
it's crazy sometimes. I think it makes it worse when it's children mm-hmm. like with Boy in the Striped Pajamas yeah. it's children yeah it's like it really pulls I feel like anything in the world no matter what it is is always more impactful when it's children yeah who's involved I think it's like the nurturing that yeah. makes it yeah just terrible it's it's like any event could happen in the world um if it's like like for i don't know for example like a hit and run yeah it could be amongst like a huge crowd of like adults and people obviously are like oh my god like that's so bad that's crazy but then as soon as they find out that there's like been one child hit and they are like fighting for their life or whatever it's just so much more hard hitting oh yeah. and you're like oh my god and it becomes like a really huge travesty and it's 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 just crazy i know so it's horrible to think that like they would just so like hard on like children as well as actual adults like they were crazy i don't think they really minded no if 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 you you were were jew you were jew it doesn't matter yeah or if you were gay you were gay yeah like i don't care what age you are you're gay you're like the worst person to exist is what their mindset was exactly but it's like it's no one should have that mindset and no to show like 1.3 million people sent there like that it's a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. amount in I mean, five years as well. I think it's amazing when you hear of like the escape stories and like when people oh, got yeah. out and stuff because it, it just like I say, going back to Escape from Sorry about when you watch that entire film, yeah, it's hard and it's it's difficult to watch, but then it makes it so much more worthwhile at the end when you actually see the people get out. I think some of the people are based on like true people, but I I, I don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it's just amazing when you actually see them all running through the forest and they're like some yeah. of them are like dodging the mines and stuff and it's it's so good to see yeah. i mean it's a shame that they actually had to do that in the first place oh i know that like, it shouldn't have been there anyway. i no. actually found it's like 802 people tried to escape mm-hmm but 144 were successful, yeah. which that's, that's... not a lot of people. And not, it's not a lot, but for those 144 people, yeah. they are, they escaped a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, To be that successful is quite an achievement because they can Just live the bit. rest... Like, obviously, they'll be in there, so they will mm-hmm. have had a horrific mm-hmm. experience because they've been tortured for something that mm. they're just being them i know it's like but like what really what what really doesn't sit right in my head is that like hitler would go around and kind of be like oh blonde hair blue eyes you're fine it's oh, like no. oh okay so just because i was like i ended up being born with this dna which made me have brown hair and like hazel eyes that just means i need to die okay then like and i was like i've got blue eyes but i'm brown hair so like like what what it's just horrific i just don't understand why it's like like i get it Uh, obviously i've learned about it so i i I understand it's what was it because he wanted to build like the perfect race of people or something yeah and it was like didn't he at art school i think his teacher was jewish yeah and he said that he wasn't yeah good so something yeah but he definitely took it to the extreme. 
he's a psycho oh sure <laughs> like to put it plainly i don't think there's any other way to put this he was he he's was psycho. he was incredibly powerful though like, yeah he seemed to which is the most terrifying thing if the soviet union didn't actually start closing in they could have got mm-hmm. a lot more people which mm-hmm. would have made this whole thing even worse and then i probably would definitely not go if it was worse I don't even... I can't imagine a world where that is worse than what it already was. I know. You know what I mean? Because it's like... Like, already shoving people in gas chambers to the point where they can't even, like, move their arm to itch their face because it's that yeah, cramped. Yeah, it's so... You know? And just gassing them. But even the people <laughs> that came up with yeah. the, with Zyklone B, like... Yeah. Just to make it more efficient... Yeah. It's just... Never been a thing. Oh, let's shoot them. Oh, wait a minute. That's costing us a lot in ammunition. I know we'll get a truck in and use the carbon monoxide, but it's taken them like an hour to die. That's that's just oh, not good enough. I know. I know. What about this pesticide? Like what? What goes through someone's head to think that? It's ridiculous. But it's like at the same though. time though. It's like oh, it's really interesting because mm. it's like how have they been brought up or like mm-hmm. are they doing it because if they know how powerful hitler is and yeah. the german empire basically mm-hmm. if they disagree yeah they're not gonna come out of it well so how if much of them actually <laughs> <laughs> but how much of them actually think like that or they're just doing it to keep themselves alive yeah uh, literally you've got a really good point there well thank you (laughs) it's just really something to dwell on isn't it it's like when you've got holocaust memorial 27th of january Uh like just like at school we would always do we'd read poems maybe watch documentary then the minutes of silence those minutes of silence are like that's where you think about it all and it's it's weird, right? Because I never realised a minute was so long. Oh, no, I never <laughs> until, realised either. Until minutes of silence were a thing that I had to do. Because um, I was, you know, I'd go through, like, my day-to-day life and be like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, it's been a minute, uh, that's not long, it's only 60 seconds, blah, blah, blah. But, like, <laughs> it's when you have to, it's when you are made to sit there and you're not made to think about it but you can't help but think about it i feel yeah and a minute really it feels like an eternity at the time it does it really does it's like in when you go there in crematorium one Mm -hmm. um there's a gas um there's a plaque that says to remain silent so whilst you're in there and like sitting at school in the hall being silent Mm -hmm. that would feel a lot different to actually being in the room yeah where so many people yeah died that would that's one of the reasons i can't go i can't even like picture it in my head like when i i don't know even when i go to like a football match yeah and i look at that stadium full of people like yeah i'm seeing it but like i it doesn't sit right in my head how many people are actually there like there's a good like i don't know i I don't know how 
many people a football stadium holds, but say there's a good like. Well, I guess it depends on the stadium. Well, yeah, true, but say it's like a small stadium. There's like fifteen thousand people in front of me or whatever. Yeah. In my head, I'll get told it's fifteen thousand people, and I'll look around and be like, "What? <laughs> yeah. No, what? It doesn't. I look can't really right. imagine that amount of people, but I'm seeing it, and so it's the same with this. Like I cannot even no it's like, like 1.3 what was it Mil- million, million yeah over five years uh, <laughs> like i can't I comprehend it's that like, i just can't looking process at the it. pictures and everything like yeah. even in the films though it's like they're not gonna be there's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. be way worse well i mean it's the same as like in some of the um exhibitions um in like the museum and stuff there's um just like a, a well obviously an exhibition yeah. just filled with like their belongings so like there's one where it's just a pile of their hair yeah and i'm like what and there's one where it's just like all of their shoes i think it is i think it is shoes and yeah. i'm like what <laughs> that's not even like half of them and oh, that's a I lot know. like it's crazy i don't know it's it's sick. It's, <laughs> it's just sick. It's an event that happened that like nothing. I don't think anything can be worse than that. Mm-hmm. When we look at like we can compare it to many other things, mm-hmm. but on scale, no one's ever gonna forget what happened. I mean, what it's been like? I think it's been seventy years. Yeah, se- well, seventy plus. Because like, oh ni- if it started God. in nineteen forty, mm-hmm. it's now. 2019 and well, we yeah. still remember it every year uh-huh. it's just really sad like there's becoming fewer and fewer survivors who are alive today and it just it's literally gonna be a thing of the past it's gonna be stuck in the past where people need to remember I think we should wrap it up there yeah, on a on a sad <laughs> on a very note. sad note. But so to to kind of conclude, Hannah, you would not go there. No, I wouldn't. Fair. I can't bring myself to do it. Fair enough. I would, but after this conversation, I do realize how hard hitting it would be. Yeah, but I would still really it's like to go there. Just to see it in person. Yeah, well, loads of people do. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm going to end um, on an open question for the audience. Would you go there and why? I want to hear it. I want to know opinions. I want to know where people stand with this. Straight up, would you go there 